0: Welcome to the Dutch EdTech Podcast, weekly interviews with Dutch and European pioneers who work in the EdTech sector and pushing learning innovation forward. Learn about their personal stories, their market knowledge, and their vision around the future of learning. Dutch EdTech brings the EdTech community together through insights, events, and network opportunities to accelerate learning innovation and create a more adaptable society. Powered by the Ministry of Economic Affairs and Climate Policy, Marine Terrain Amsterdam, Grow Tribe, and the University of the Netherlands. Hello, everybody. Today we have André Hart as guest in the podcast. He's the founder of Skoola and started Skoola in 2018. He shares his uh, story, um, how he built uh, Skoola, uh, the hurdles, uh, what he learned, um, super interesting conversation, uh, and also what he's doing now as an uh, impact investor, uh, focusing more on uh, SaaS platforms, again, in the learning and education space. So um, enjoy the podcast. Hey, André, thank you very much for taking time for uh, the podcast. Um, Thank you very much for this evening. Uh, I look forward for this conversation. So um, could you maybe start by introducing yourself uh, and what you have done? Uh, uh, Let's do the first introduction from yourself.
1: Sure. Uh, well, yeah. Thanks a lot, uh, Peter, for uh, for um, yeah inviting me. Um, <clears throat> really, uh, really exciting that um, you're uh, you're setting up this platform. Uh, you've built this platform to uh, yeah to share uh, for entrepreneurs to share. Um, so yeah, my background is in uh, in K twelve uh, EdTech. tech. Um, I built uh, a company called uh, Skula. Uh, built that out of Amsterdam, um, started uh, quite a while back, um, 2009, launched uh, my company a um, couple of months before, uh, before the first uh, iPad uh, was announced, um, and um, I built that company. Uh, inspired by a couple of things um, so at the time i uh, before before school I was working for a really uh, yeah really old school uh, um, publishing house from Italy um, who published yeah. um, you know school books um, yeah kids' magazines um, educational magazines as well um, mm-hmm. and uh, I was working for them uh, really to, to kind of explore their online strategy and to kind of set up experiments with which they could try to disrupt their, their, their um, offline business model. Um, so um, yeah, pretty exciting stuff. Although yeah. uh, it was going at kind of a uh, very slow speed and um, um, yeah, I, I really felt that, um, yeah, the commitment that they would need was, wasn't really there. It was only uh, offline what they did? Only yeah person. it was it was at the time it was only offline um, yeah. and um, uh, they did have have some online initiatives uh, but uh, but at the time there were really no, um, successful business models for uh, for for online publishing um, and also not really for for online education mm-hmm. um, so I mean of course there were some schools that were uh, that were buying um, you know uh, learning management systems etc um, but in terms of content uh, there were really no business models yet it was very much still free um, to use. Uh, ad supported or or you know data uh, um, yeah that was being sold etc. Yeah, and you know I came from a from a business where um, especially with the with the kids magazines uh, it was all about selling subscriptions. So my idea was really like okay, um, you know, it, what what sort of what sort of product would it take for yeah. parents to feel comfortable with a subscription model for an online service. And that was really the question I started off with. And I'll tell you a bit more about that later. Yeah. Um, and actually the other development in my life that that inspired me to, to start this business was that um, I had just become a, a father. Um, I, had a, I had a three-year-old son and uh, had just moved outside uh, to the suburbs uh, outside of Amsterdam <coughs> and was visiting uh, primary schools um trying to to find out what was the right school for my son and what sort of hit me uh, at the time was that um i never really realized but that the primary schools had not changed since i went to primary school myself <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah and you know i saw yeah it, it seemed like I, they still had the same books there sitting on the shelf um, yeah. you know everything smelled the same it, it looked the same and i realized you know why aren't, um, you know, why isn't education applying anything, um, you know, from the digital world? Well, at the same time, when, you know, kids came home after school, they were, you know, already getting hooked on all kinds of online platforms and massive multiplayer games and, and, um, yeah, all kinds of messaging products at the Mm -hmm. time. So, you know, I really, um, sort of a couple of things coming together. Um, and that sort of got me started. Um, and last two things is, uh, so I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a dad of, uh, of two kids, um, married living outside of Amsterdam and, um, um, yeah, uh, right now active as a, as an entrepreneur and investor yeah. focusing on, um, on, um, uh, yeah, ed tech as well. Um, but in a broader sense, so not just K-12, but also uh, learning and development. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, so that's me.
0: Awesome. And before we start into uh, discussing what you're doing now as an investor, I'm really wondering about your next projects and what you see and trends and your thesis of uh, maybe investing as well, but just Skula, eh? like it's a really uh, amazing uh, company. Uh, uh, One of the examples, I think, for at least K-12 of innovation and um, also the model that you use. Maybe can you explain step-by-step a little bit how the journey started from Skula? Like uh, you just explained uh, your insight and maybe the motivation why you started, but maybe the first years, the blockers, that you uh, encounter um maybe pushbacks uh learnings that would be beautiful if you can uh, share some of that
1: yeah sure um um happy to no of course um yeah a lot a lot to share um i mean the main the main thing is that um i i um so when i when i uh yeah had this had this insight about um, where there would be potential, um, I immediately started looking at. Okay, so so what what is happening in schools now in terms of edtech? Mm-hmm. You know what what is what have been reasons why um, you know products haven't succeeded or haven't scaled? Um, you know why haven't they been incorporated into into uh, the daily teaching program? Yep. Um,
0: and were there really, already
1: at the time or other, other examples? Yeah, there were some examples. Um, and um, um, But most of the products that were used uh, until then, especially in 09, it was, you know, there was hardly any, uh, any cloud-based uh, product. Yep. So everything was very much still standalone. Uh, it required a lot of effort um, you know, from the school to, um, to actually implement the product into the teaching curriculum. Um, you know, the average primary school doesn't have an it person. Uh, nope. it's usually a teacher who, um, yeah, who is kind of, uh, um, asked, uh, to be the it coordinator uh, simply because they know a bit more than the others. Uh, <laughs> but they haven't been, they haven't been specifically trained to do that. Yep. um so for a school to implement a new um, yeah, uh, digital product um, it's a big decision and there's a yeah. it's a lot of work um, and um, um, so so that's one of the the barriers the other barriers of course um, the whole funding uh, in the Netherlands uh, yep. it's very very tightly regulated um the government gives uh gives basically gives a, a grant to every school per on a you know per student um and the school can decide exactly what they use uh for what um yeah. but it's very much com- compartmentalized so um you know a supplementary product falls in a different bucket than a, a core curriculum product uh, and an LMS product is is again a different a different product so um the budgets and the way the budgets are being spent is very, very tightly regulated and the decision process is very, um, um, yeah, complex, so. Yeah,
0: is it still um, the case?
1: It's still the case, unfortunately. Yeah. So it's, it's very much a committee that, that decides. And yeah, to actually, to learn more about this at a very very early stage with Skula, I joined a, um, a board at my kid's school. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's like a board, uh, yeah, it's like a parent teacher um board where where there's both parents and teachers um, that are uh, that are that are basically uh, uh, yeah uh, reviewing what the what the school is planning to do and how they're going to spend their money so yeah. that that gave me a lot of insights into you know to how decisions are made and and what what kind of blockers there are and barriers et cetera um, but one of the other important ones, especially if you look at a content product, it was related to the fact that just the, 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 the teachers had very little understanding and very little, um, yeah, let's say a validation of, you know, if you were to buy this new uh, online content, you mm-hmm. know, where would it sit in, in, in kind of the in, in the curriculum? Would it be? Something that's supplemental? Would it be um, would it replace something? Or would it overlap something that that already exists? Yeah. Um, so, you know, they they a they didn't know which budget they could they could actually uh, free up or or replace the product with, and b is they didn't know whether they could, um, yeah, whether it, it it would actually yeah uh, cover part of the content or whether it would that would actually be um, let's say over, um, yeah, over over performing on on certain content. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the yeah th- there were there were a lot of reasons why why things hadn't worked. And um, my approach to 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 school was very much to, um, to 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 look at it from a different perspective. So my background um, at the publishing company was very much a business to consumer. Mm-hmm. um uh, you know i'd been publishing uh, magazines for kids which were sold um usually um at, at retail uh, or sometimes subscriptions online and i knew that the decision making um to buy such a magazine or to take out a subscription was very much a combination of parents and and children yep. um and so that was you know the the retail or the consumer, uh, channel was really my sort of comfort zone. And I, as I researched this further, I, I, I found out there, there were a lot of pain points with parents also surrounding, um, um, education and they were related very much to the fact that, you know, teachers were, uh, under a lot of pressure. Um, they didn't really have a lot of time to, to, you know, to, to, um, you know, to communicate with parents and, and really sort of explain maybe on a deeper level where a child might be running into, uh, you know, to certain challenges, um, you know, a parent, um, has a, a parent teacher meeting every quarter here in the Netherlands, which, uh, usually takes only 10 minutes um mm-hmm. so you only have 10 minutes to really find out how your child is going uh, how your child is doing at school which is um,
0: if you think about it, still strange right
1: <laughs> it's very strange um, <laughs> yeah. um i mean i remember at the time i used to i used to prepare those meetings <laughs> together with my wife we yeah. would really write down questions and really kind of try to maximize the use of our time and yeah. it it felt really strange that something that is the absolute most important thing in your life as a parent that you only are allowed to spend 10 minutes on that. Uh, um, yeah. so, you know, that was something that, that really puzzled me, um, because the parents were, were eager to learn a lot more about how their kids were doing. Um, yeah, of course but Their yeah. parents, you know, and the, 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 the school books were not allowed to be taken home. So the parents really had no idea how their kid was doing at school. Uh, yeah. besides that, you know, uh, with the report cards being handed out and in Holland, you get these graphs um, mm-hmm. from, a, from a company called CITO. And CITO is a, is a testing and assessment company who kind of does a standardized testing program um, where they track uh, the average uh, uh, yeah, primary school uh, student uh,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: rate them uh, according to a, a sort of normalized uh, scale. Um, and, uh, parents are also shared these graphs. So when they have, uh, when the kids get their report cards, they also get these graphs, but the parents didn't really understand those graphs and they had no idea how to influence those graphs. So whenever they might see the graph going down, um, yeah, the, the teacher would say some general things, um, and that would be it. And then the next quarter, you would still see the graph going down, um, and the parent felt kind of powerless so um, what i noticed is that parents were looking to to you know, to be empowered um, with respect to their kids education and you know teachers i mean they had the best intentions intentions they wanted to 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 be able to share more information with these parents but they just couldn't because they didn't have the time um yeah. the education system here in the netherlands is is um as i mentioned before it's 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 highly regulated it's financed fully by the government so the government also wants a lot of data from the school system in order to justify the funding um so that hence also the standardized testing so it's not only about the kids and and being able to um you know to really understand how they're doing but it's also about being able to um you know to um um yeah for accountability purposes. Now um so that kind of um led to a a little sort of spark in my mind. Like, okay, on one hand, um you know my, my background is in is in consumer. Um I also learned from a lot of the research I did for the publishing company that if there is one online product that parents might be able to pay for Uh, then it would be education because education is not a nice to have, but it's a must have. So that was really something that stuck in my mind. And then at the same time, these parents were really crying out for help. Like, you know, tell me more about how my kid is doing. Get, you know, allow me to be involved in, in in their schooling. Because if a parent would ask a a kid uh, when they came home from school, like how was school, the kid would say, "Uh, yeah, it was good. It was okay. It was great. But they would never, of course, be able to tell you exactly what happened or, what they learned no. or, or you know playing
0: outside was fun exactly yeah
1: yeah yeah so so um um from that perspective um i actually uh, decided okay i'm not going to try to to find some kind of silver bullet that will allow me to miraculously uh accelerate uh you know the ramp up of edtech in schools um mm-hmm. but i'm going to take a different approach um, I'm going to try and, um, build something that parents love so much and that kids love mm-hmm. so much that they're actually going to be willing to, you know, to buy this product for use, um, after school. Um, and I realized that if I want to build something that parents really want to pay for, um, yeah. and want to pay for, um, you know, to such an extent, uh, and an amount um, which would allow me to really build a good product. Um, then it would need to be so good that teachers mm. would be willing to endorse it. So that was that was really yeah. what I set out to do. And I I kind of yeah. So I flipped the, the 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 sort of the classical edtech model where you know it's all about getting schools to try products and hopefully they might share it with other schools and you get some kind of. Um, yeah. You get some Scale, kind of ripple ripple yeah. effect going. Yeah. Um, I took, I took a basically a B2C approach, but I did involve the schools from day one. So I said to the schools, we're not bypassing you. Um, but, um, yeah, so we also want your, your input on this product. We want you to, to validate it. We want you to try it. Yeah. Um, and, um, in that way, um, try to convince parents that we um, were not a, 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 a product that, you know, was created by, uh, let's say, some people who, who um, you know, did this on the side uh, yeah. and had some, some advertising on it to, to, to maybe make a bit of money. Yeah. But it was really about building uh, very high-quality content um, and building something that really works and can, can make an impact and um, i can tell you a bit more about that later how i i ch- tried to uh, achieve that
0: yeah and and, and and um um i'm just uh, i'm a question now like um w- because now the parents see how the kids are doing so now also the parents have a certain opinion i suppose uh so, yeah. yeah and so uh, how did you uh, what happened there like when when the parents are like yeah but I, I see my kid using school and doing really well with Dutch or, or, or uh, biology or whatever uh, they are uh, learning. W- what happened there? Was it uh, taking okay well, um, with the teachers or was
1: it also for them? Oh, now, now
0: I have more opinions from the parents.
1: Yeah, it's, it's the thing is that the parents already had those opinions. Yeah. Um, even before school. But now um, they have data. And, uh, yeah. But now there was, was uh, uh, yeah, more objective data. Yeah. Um, and because uh, the the teachers were also involved in, 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 in Skula uh, not just uh, in terms of uh, um, uh, trying the product and, and, and validating it, but also in the development. So all the content that was, that was um, included in the Skula platform um, and, 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 it's, it, that started with with uh, about 10,000 uh, learning objects, and and has grown now to to over 100,000. Yeah. Um, all that content was created together with teachers. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, the fact that we included the teachers, and that we um, uh, we also invited the teachers to had uh, uh, to to try the product and and. You know be part of of the continued development Mm -hmm. um that meant that the teachers were also willing to embrace it and 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 not resist in terms of okay um and this product is is um is is going against what we're doing yeah so uh, from from the beginning we tried to build school as a product that that would also that would support what the teachers are doing and um would actually be a an extension of the teacher uh, outside of school so that was um what we set out to do and um uh, of course that's a it's a it's quite a difficult task because we we had a lot of stakeholders immediately that we needed to had to include um Mm -hmm. but what we what we did um realize from, from the outset. And, and, and that's something that, um, you know, to this day that we, um, you know, we're still, uh, um, yeah. Taking that approach is that the product, um, is built and designed for, um, you know, for the, for the, for the child, um, yeah. um, you know, um, yeah, for the child. And it, that sounds extremely logical, um, um, wouldn't wouldn't every product be 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 built for, for the learner? Um, but it is the case that many edtech products are you know built for the school or for yeah. the teacher. And uh, the the reason I'm making this distinction is that um, we built the product um, with the objective in mind. Like okay, a child um, a kid come, comes home from school. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a screen. Uh, they, the parent, their parent, allows them to use that screen. Now, we all know that there's many temptations when you see eh, when you're allowed to use a screen. Yeah. Um, and um, so, how can you ensure that the child will spend some of their screen time after school on practicing, um, you know, practicing vocabulary or uh, or uh, or math equations? How can you ensure yeah. that? Um, because only then um, if it becomes a product they use voluntarily only then uh, it will be successful and it will be effective so mm-hmm. we, uh, uh, we, actually, we we actually our, our very simple idea was okay if we can create extra learning time mm-hmm. um, we can contribute to the effectiveness of of the teacher yeah. um, because uh, it frees up it frees up time to be spent on education, and my my extremely simplistic idea when I started um, was that okay, you know, uh, I I read some some uh, reports saying at the time that you know when kids came home from school, they spent on average, you know, I think two and a half hours on all kinds of messaging uh, apps. Um, at the time, you know, of course, uh, there there wasn't uh, you know TikTok and and, and Snapchat, <laughs> but there was like uh, yeah <laughs> I won't even say the names, but there were some really old-fashioned uh, predecessors to those platforms. Yes. And but kids were already spending two and a half hours a day on average after school uh, interacting with their classmates on those platforms. So yeah. my simplistic idea was okay, what if we could steal 30 minutes of that time? and create a platform where they could still interact with those, those classmates online, um, but around educational content. So the idea was really like, okay, how can I gamify the primary school curriculum? Um, How can I make it multiplayer? Because kids, you know, kids want to interact with friends, want to play games with friends. Mm -hmm. Um, And in that way, get them to, you know, to spend more time with, with the content. And I, I ran a lot of experiments to, to, to validate that before I even started really building the product. And it, and it worked. It was, I mean, there was a very simple uh, experiment where I had um, um, a group of about 200 kids um, at, a, at a primary school. Kids were, were 10 years old. Um, and I created a very simple multiplayer quiz game where, uh, you know, the kids would, would get, um, geography and math questions, nothing, nothing fancy with these. It was just very you know straight questions from a, from a textbook, but there was a clock. There was, a um, you know, there were, um, of course, of course, points to be to be distributed among among um, the kids, so there was a, like a group of ten kids uh, in a synchronous uh, multiplayer format, mm-hmm. um, and the first one you know who answered the question got the most points ex- and etc and these kids uh, that were part of this experiment, they really uh, started a competition among themselves, so when they came home after school they would log into this platform which was still in prototype form so it, it looked very uh you know scrappy etc yeah. but they would log into this platform and um they would start you know trying to beat each other and not not because they could practice maths or they could practice geography questions but because they they were playing a game and for me that was really all i wanted to to find out yeah um you know and which was a very simple question, like, okay, if you add a game, if, if you gamify, you know, even the most yeah, rudimentary educational content, can you get kids to actually spend more time with it and, and get more practice in? And these kids who took part, so these 200 kids, um, they answered uh, like about 100 practice questions every week that they took part in the experiment. Yeah and these these practice questions were were basically just questions straight from a textbook so um, um I actually started sharing or i I thought about okay um who in education would be interested in this type of uh result because I also knew that if I wanted to really have this product taken seriously um I would need to work with um you know some some well known um yeah, platforms within the educational uh, markets. And at that time, um, had the, the standardized testing company, SITO, which I mentioned earlier, yeah. um, was really like a, a Google of the of the Dutch education system. You know, they had all the data, um, you know, they were the ones measuring the results. So I, you know, just said, OK, what if I could partner with them? You know, that would be. That would be amazing because that would give me instant credibility. That would really allow me to learn um, how the education system works, mm-hmm. and it would allow me to somehow convince the schools that you know this fun gamified product is actually a serious educational tool and not just a toy. Yeah. Because that was one of the biggest barriers at the time. You know, the whole idea of of gamified learning uh, it didn't really exist. So much, um, you know. It was still new. W- I mean, when there, was this? Which year? It was this. This was in two thousand and ten. Okay, yeah. I mean, it was still it was still very new. Yeah. Um, there were some serious gaming applications, like for simulation and training, but not not as you know, educational mainstream educational tools. Yeah. Um, so, one of my biggest issues or challenges was, okay, how can I convince people that this product is is a serious uh, educational tool? Because on one hand, to make kids actually enjoy using it, it needs to be fun. it needs to look fun. Yeah. Uh, it needs to feel like a like an online you know gaming platform. Mm-hmm. Um, but for parents to actually buy it um, and my my um, subscription price from day one. Um, has been quite um, um, yeah uh, has substantial in in the sense that um you know i didn 't i didn 't start with a free product and and sort of as the product it improved you know started started charging money for it yep. i said from day one you know um we're going to charge what we need to charge in order to create a healthy business and in order to really be able to deliver this kind of quality. Yep. And, um, you know, let's get as much, let's collect as much feedback as we can. Um, and let's iterate the hell out of this, this first product so that, you know, we can, you know, achieve, uh, achieve the MPS. We want to be achieving, um, as quickly as possible. So, Again, that's also a slightly different approach to what you know you normally see in the online world, where it's very much about um, you know starting off with a free product, and and as as you become um, yeah as your product becomes better, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden uh, build a paywall. Yeah, but in education, a paywall doesn't work because um, your your sympathy as a brand immediately, uh, evaporates. Yeah. Um, because people, um, yeah, start seeing you in a different light. And with school, um, we were very transparent from the beginning, uh, in the sense that we, you know, we charged for, for the full, um, the full content, um, from day one, mm-hmm. um, and really started developing, um, uh, and improving the product uh, as quickly as we could. So, so. And, um, yeah. yeah, and
0: and with Schuler, like like uh, great example of like going almost now. You work together, of course, with the teachers, but at least the business model is a little bit going around the current system, maybe yeah, with the yeah. parents. Do you do you see maybe also with schooler but also maybe in with other uh, at the companies that because of the companies. Coming up uh, who have this model maybe they will build really good uh tools they 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 of course improve the the experience with children that after a while there's like certain like learnings and, and not only data but learnings and better learning experience by these companies instead of by maybe the schools itself or is that too easy to say
1: yeah it's it's, it's hard to say and hard to compare. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I think the, of course, a a big advantage of, of, of the model that we had with school, um, is that we, um, you know, we were on top of the data, uh, you know, 24 Mm seven, we were, um, you know, in touch with the end users, you know, uh, daily all the time. Um, we we had all product development, um, done in house. And, and, you know, as we, we grew, you know, the, the, the company and the subscriber base, uh, and the funding, we, we basically plowed everything back into product development. Yeah. So we had such a, such an efficient, um, yeah, iteration process that, um, yeah, it 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 would be very hard to to replicate that, you know, in a kind of a B two B, hundred percent, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, setting. And if
0: you're quicker, um, th- that's my mental model that I'm using a little
1: bit. If you're quicker and you
0: run experiments,
1: probably you learn
0: better what to make for it, the ch- children next. Hundred uh,
1: yeah. percent, yeah. and and, um, f- you know, with Skula, there was also a self reinforcing uh, effect because, um, you know, the the um, the 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 more we learned, yeah. the more granular we could we could build the product proposition for specific learning needs and for specific children, causing in turn those children to um, have even more um, let's say um, uh, yeah learning effect from using the product. Yeah um and because of the improved learning effect um yeah, we saw of course more schools endorsing the product yeah. uh, more parents endorsing the product to other parents um and uh, um, yeah uh, basically uh, improving the 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 conversion of our uh, of our marketing yeah um, um uh, which in turn of course uh, uh improved our growth yeah so um, it, it was yeah, it became a very very efficient uh, process um, and um, yeah of course, personalized learning is something that uh, has been talked about uh, for years
0: mm-hmm.
1: of course, it's not easy to deliver yeah uh, because it requires a lot of data and it requires a lot of data uh, science uh, uh, people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, data science is something Schula has been investing in, uh, um, yeah, from from the beginning, and and right now uh, the data science team is uh, yeah uh, nearly as big as the as the as the product design team. Yeah. So, but you you, you don't see uh,
0: is it going to be in the future more? Do you think like collaboration even better because you hey we have certain we learned as a company school or other companies, we learn certain things that maybe the schools, okay, we didn't know that um, uh, because the product is further, or do you think it will be sometimes also a little bit clashing? Uh, like, well, oh, uh, this is, we see different, or uh, we <laughs> this is our area, please, please uh, don't interfere.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great question. Um, I mean, I, we as a company uh, very much believe that you know the best way forward, uh, and also uh, the, the, the the biggest impact can be made if um, uh, if, if we continue to work together with uh, with the schools, yes. um, uh, where where basically our our, um, our our idea about the education system is that um, uh, the teacher is is the most powerful element of the entire education system. Yeah. And that all the edtech that's 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 developed should be there to, to you know, to to empower that teacher to do what they're best at, which is teaching, which is um, you know helping a child at at their specific level that they require. And you know, before edtech, a lot of the bureaucracy in the education system you know, distracted the teacher from what they were really set out to do and what they're best at. Yeah. And, uh, and of course that's, that's frustrating um, and slows things down. Um, and, and everything, yeah, of course the whole idea behind a lot of the bureaucracy was to create scalability and, and sort of replicability in the school system. But at the same time, um, it actually caused, uh, um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of challenges to be exposed um, because not every child is the same, and uh, yeah. and I think the idea of edtech is that uh, it allows mass customization.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it should it should improve uh, the experience and, and yeah, personalization. And, and, yeah.
1: And I, yeah, and the teacher the teacher is, is there to 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 yeah, yeah to to really uh, accelerate that further. So that is really how we we look at our 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 place in 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 the educational yeah. world. And um, and that's also how we want to to continue uh, to grow. So, I think um, in the last few years our our partnership with the schools has has only accelerated. Yeah. So, you know, I mentioned to you that our approach started very much as a business to consumer approach, mm-hmm. but right now uh, and especially this has been further ignited uh, because of uh, because of COVID. Um, you know, there are Um, Like, just to give an example, in the Netherlands, uh, there are about, yeah, I think about um, close to 200,000 children using Skoola in the home subscription. Uh, But there are about 800,000 children using Skoola through a a free uh, school subscription. So, um, and we already started this uh, free school subscription pre-COVID um but of course yeah when uh when the first lockdown started and the schools uh shut for the first time um yeah everybody basically fled to uh to a platform like school yeah huh?
0: in, in the end um, in the end it's, it will be the corona will probably be positive for the whole education at ed and also improvement of education
1: yeah it's it's maybe a Slightly controversial that I'm saying this, but I I think might be as
0: well. Might be. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: you know I I uh, actually just finished an uh, an online uh, executive program at a at a London University. Today I finished it, so I had four four weeks of of uh, online um, yeah pro- a program yep. uh, with students from uh, I think twenty nationalities. Mm-hmm. And uh, guest speakers from uh, all over the world. Super interesting, and um, I'm actually quite surprised. I mean, I had to fill out an evaluation yeah. form, so also asking about because it's the first time they actually did a fully online program. Normally, you're you're in London for a week, totally immersed. But now, uh, of course, it was uh, spread out over uh, over four yeah. weeks. Um, but i actually uh actually quite enjoyed the experience, and of course it was quite tough to to be you know on zoom uh, yeah. yeah so much, uh, but at the same time, uh, there was still a lot of interaction between the students um, It was much easier to invite guest speakers from all over the world, yep. not dependent on them flying in. Um, you know whenever uh, whenever uh, i wanted to uh, to make notes i could easily make a screenshot um, so there were there were some advantages to it actually and um of course my children they are now at, at in secondary school and they've been following online uh, education also for uh, for months and um of course uh, there are a lot of disadvantages in terms of the social aspects etc um which i definitely don't uh, don't uh, discount yeah. um but there are also some advantages and um i think uh, as a catalyst uh, i think it's positive for edtech and i think it's it's caused a lot of uh, of people in the education system to um yeah to 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 see edtech in a different yeah. light and also maybe uh, yeah step over some of their uh, their fears um, and really try out, uh, you know, a lot of the great products that have been developed over the yeah. years, um, which are which are having trouble scaling. And, yeah, I and, think uh,
0: um... at least you, you see it with the um, investments, but also with, uh, yeah, the, 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 the accepting of new tools and now they are forced, so so they are trying. So I, th- I think we, I'm talking more and more uh, you. Yeah, I think it will be um, definitely an acceleration And there will be companies who will continue making um, uh, the product online and then make the experience online only better. Uh, Engagely, for example, is like a little bit like the Zoom for education. Uh, Beautiful tool, and they have all kind of new features that, for example, in a normal Zoom or a Google Hangout or are not there. Uh, And it's not; it will not be like the, the yeah. Let's say the perfect online experience yet, but we're getting there. I think uh, it's good uh, step by step.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's uh, just as, as a different example. So I'm I'm involved in a in a charity project where we are building schools in uh, mm-hmm. Sierra Leone. Um, but it's 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 kind of double because uh, most of the funding I'm contributing with a group uh, who's supporting this project, most of the funding is going, of course, to 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 the building, um, yeah. uh, which is. I mean, of course, the role of the building is to facilitate the education process, um, and of course, of course, it's also a safe place for children to to learn, etc., and, and and the social aspects. Um, but yeah, on the other hand, if 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 there if there is a way that, that you know this education uh, education systems in these countries like Sierra Leone could be made you know fully digital. Um, you know the access to education could be yeah. you know scaled so much further and and not be dependent on 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 school buildings no. being built no. and of course you know to to have you know to enjoy an education in a school building is 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 kind of the the the, the goal um, but the difference between no education uh, and, and 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 yeah in a building i mean there there should be something yeah. in between so I also enjoy thinking about, you know, very disruptive models where, yeah, um, you know, where what would happen if 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 you could really see it completely independently and um, and and look purely at at an at an online proposition and, of course, some of the the the, the other roles that a that a school system uh, um, yeah serves, uh, see how that can be delivered in a in a different way that that can be offered in a more scalable. Uh, low threshold way for, uh, for specific, uh, specific emerging yeah. uh,
0: countries. Do, do you, um, I, I didn't uh, check that, but I'm, I'm wondering with, for example, unschooling or homeschooling, do you see, for example, is is yeah. schooler then also used, uh, and do you see there, for example, interesting trends or stuff that you like, Oh, people do that maybe at home. And because of, because of that way, um, yeah, uh, uh kids can go even quicker with learning for example, I don't know.
1: Uh... Yeah, it's 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 um it's something that we 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 definitely thought about. I mean in the Netherlands it's it's not not very much of a of a thing.
0: A... No. Uh,
1: there's not there's not very much a movement in that area. I mean, they're they're of course uh, yeah. uh, very well known in the U.S. There's a there's a I think a group of one million children even yeah. that are homeschooled. Um, I mean, some people some people uh, or suggested I maybe look into that opportunity if I as I think about school as expansion uh, abroad. Um, but at the same time, you know, school has always been a a company that, 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 that really wants to be part of the mainstream education system. Um, and, and, um, yeah, so, so for us, we, we saw that very much as, yeah, a a specific niche area that we didn't really want to be, um, involved in, although we, I guess we could probably learn from it. Um, so that could be interesting. Um, but it's not something that we specifically yeah. focused on. And of course, again, COVID has changed that a lot because I think now there must be millions of parents who have fantastic hacks for, 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 uh, you know, teaching their kids at home. <laughs> yeah. And, they... uh, accelerating <laughs> yeah. learning. No, so... <laughs> with the trend yeah. of for example
0: remote uh, remote living and working which will probably continue yeah uh, there could be like parents who would oh, say yes. hey i'm a, i'm a, i have a digital uh, role i get hired by a big tech company somewhere in the world uh, but let's go let's live uh, close to the beach where we can surf every day and we do some homeschooling with some tools uh, that that is pretty like I think really, really early adopters and innovators who are maybe doing this, I hear this in America, at least that some entrepreneurs and people in the Texas like, Hey, we live in this place and we do homeschooling ourselves. Uh, but I'm just wondering, I don't, th- I'm, I'm not making in position what's best or worse or good or quality, but it's more yeah. like interesting to see what the trends will be uh, in that area. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, but it's, I think it definitely, I mean, what you mentioned there is, is definitely a trend and, um, I mean, scula was already used a lot by Dutch uh, expats yep. for example, uh who wanted their their kids to also have a Dutch education system so when they were posted back that they could easily integrate. So that was already happening. Um yep. but I also know of some people who uh who decided to take a sabbatical and uh and asked me whether scula uh, would be a good uh yeah, a good uh way of of teaching their their kids and uh and they, yeah. they have done so um so uh of course not something that we yeah that we wanted to uh to actively support uh, but um but it is something that uh, definitely uh, if a parent themselves um, yeah, are 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 able to uh yeah to to help their their yeah. kids as well um then it's definitely a good supplement uh, for that hey, and yeah. and uh what
0: are you now uh, because uh... Uh, you're not at uh, school uh, anymore uh, from which year
1: yeah so um no so i i uh, i gradually uh, um exited uh, yeah. school so uh, um starting in uh, yeah, uh, two years ago uh, i already moved to a non-executive role so so uh, um i i became part of the board um, and at the end of last year, uh, I, I, yeah, completed my exit. So, um, uh, I sold uh, the last portion of my, uh, mm-hmm. my stake, um, to, uh, to a very, uh, well-known Dutch, uh, Dutch, uh, investor, uh, yep. called NPM. Um, and, uh, really allowed me to free up my, uh, my time uh, to uh, focus on, on new things and, um, uh, yeah, initially I spent a lot of time. Um, yeah, just basically getting to know a lot of other industries. Uh, spoke to a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, uh, coached a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, invested in uh, in some uh, companies uh, specifically relating to the future of work. Mm-hmm um and um and that is really something that uh that has 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 struck me as as something um you know uh, really exciting that 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 also um you know has a huge challenge yeah. right now so really the Upskilling, question
0: reskilling like
1: okay um yeah. yeah so so how can we how can we um how can we get enough talent for the jobs yeah. of the future at the same time there are a lot of people working in jobs of today, um, which don't really have a yeah. future, or at yeah. least the jobs. We all know that. But I think the most important thing is not so much the 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 the, the whole process of of maybe um, you know per se um, uh, upskilling or reskilling them, but more how to how to instill a a um, yeah a, a learning mindset. Um, uh, for 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 this this group of people, where the it becomes mindset. natural for yeah. them to yeah. yeah to continually work on their skill yeah. set and uh, see that as a continuous process. And you know, it's very easy to say lifelong learning, but I'm really interested in how can we do this. And I'm going back to my my experience with gamification and really making content attractive, making it it. it it's easy to use, making it bite-sized, making it, um, you mm-hmm. know, fun um, and, and really, um, yeah, making it tempting for people to, to start thinking about uh, new skills yeah. they want to learn. And what, what makes and, you um, there?
0: What do you see? What makes you exciting on this moment? Tools, platforms, companies, um, trends?
1: Yeah, it's, um, um, yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's a lot going on, uh, of course. And, um, um, but I'm, I'm very much interested in the, in the, in, in again, also, uh, you know, because of my background on the, on the B2C yeah. side. So of course there are a lot of, uh, you know, enterprise, uh, solutions being developed for, for, you know, how to, how to, uh, um, how to deal with this, but I, I would really, uh, I really want to approach it from, from the, from the, um, yeah, um, from the yeah. talent side. So you know, how, how can I uh, make it really easy? How can I remove as many barriers as possible for people to actually start, you know, working on their skill set to become aware of, of what they can do? Uh, yeah. Maybe even. Get an understanding for how close they are to to actually reskilling themselves. Because sometimes, of course, they think about uh, a new job, which which you know immediately uh, they think it's something completely different to what they mm-hmm. were doing. Whereas if they really look at the overlap in terms of skills required, uh, it's maybe not such a big step, and maybe with uh, a small investment in their uh, in their skills, they could actually make the make the um, make yeah. the step, make the transfer. So. And are you
0: going to do this, is this more that you're going to do something yourself again, or is it more investing in companies and supporting them?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a combination. Um, I mean, I, I really enjoy developing and uh, developing concepts, um, um, but I, I also want to work with entrepreneurs that are already active in this area, yeah. that are uh, building companies or maybe have some, some, some scale already or, uh, or have validation. Um, um, so it's a combination of 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 yeah it's it's I guess it's much more a hands on investor I yeah. think that's the the right the right word so uh, um, it's you know I um, it's
0: definitely a big necessary the uh, the the blockers I think there is a little bit sometimes uh, the growth mindset eh? so people understand that you keep learning 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 in your whole time in your whole uh, your whole life eh? and and what kind of type of learner you are and uh, 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 um yeah where to start and how to look at learning in uh, uh so learn how to learn that's I think a big one, but then also like the the paradox yeah. of choice where do you start <laughs> so uh, exactly where do yeah. you need to start and then how deep and what's next that that's a big question as well, and then for some yeah. time, people in the business, the time so they don't get like half a morning from the boss in the morning to learn, which is also still a blocker, yeah.
1: But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but at the same time, they they still somehow manage to squeeze in a lot of time on their on their phones every yeah. day. So, again, here, uh, it's, it's, I guess it starts with a similar question to Skula. Yeah. like, OK, how can how can they maybe use part of their time which they spend on their phone anyway to actually invest in themselves? and um what would it take to 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 do that yeah. i mean that's a question that fascinating well,
0: any example of companies where you think oh they are at the forefront of this b2c uh, on the phone uh, almost uh, in the free time of people and uh, tr- pull them from tiktok into the learning app
1: well, I think I think one of the oldest examples, uh, of course, is Duolingo. Yeah. Um, you know, they 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 took this approach uh, early on with language yeah. learning, um, and of course they 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 they, you know, they came a yeah. long way. Um, and um, but I think you know, but I also admire a company like Masterclass. Yeah. You know, I think it's fantastic beautiful. what they're yeah. doing. Uh, it's beautiful. I mean, it's super high quality content. I think. You know of course covid is a dream for yeah. them <laughs> um yeah. because not only does everybody have time to actually follow the classes um but also the all the celebrities they need have time as well yeah. because there are no concerts there are no no restaurants open there are no uh, you know yeah. so the celebrities also have time and they also need to promote themselves in a in a in a in a meaningful way so so I mean, you know, when thinking about a platform, of course, the, the hardest thing about building a good platform is that, you know, on the demand and supply side, you know, you need to really uh, hit it out of the park, um, which I think yeah. they did. No, it's, it's a beautiful uh, example. What's your point of view
0: here? Let, let's say there was a masterclass uh, as, as an example, or those kind of companies, uh, they will nail to find the best people in their field to teach something. Would it be like when it takes all after a while? For certain content and education?
1: Um I think for a certain content it it, it it probably it yeah, it's hard to say on on the other hand because Netflix people also thought you know the winner would take all yeah. and would people really take multiple scre- streaming services? Um but yeah. they are. Um sort of... and and um yeah, um I guess, yeah, it's it's. It's,
0: it's a big field, and right? there's a lot of different uh, to learn, and uh, it's, that's, it's yeah. a big field. Yeah,
1: okay, it's a big field, and um, um, so I think it's it's yeah, it's it's hard to yeah. say, um, but definitely, um, you know, building a brand is not something that everybody can fund. Um, so um, yeah. you know, I guess there, um, it, it, it will be a, a small group who's able to do that. Um, but again, at the same time, um, there's so much VC money out there that, you know, if, if a VC, um, yeah, if, if, if VCs will, might also say that, okay, I want to have my, uh, my masterclass in my portfolio. Yeah. So who's going to build that for me? So that, that could also be happening, um, that you see a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh,
0: um, No, yeah, I think uh, this is... yeah, companies, uh, copying yeah, the model the space will be enormous and, so always like, you can always go one deeper, lower and lower or lower with more content, for example, or deeper uh, with, and then you have a different tar- target audience probably. And then, uh, you get, yeah. uh, again, you, and you can make a business model out of it. Yeah. So, that, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. And then, you know, and I'm, I'm really fascinated by, um, and maybe a, a nice one to, to kind of, uh, to, 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 uh, to go mm-hmm. out with is, um you know i'm re- really fascinated by the effectiveness of edtech yeah. the impact yeah. and and i'm really of course uh, uh, talking from the content side you know of course there have been a lot of attempts at uh, at building um you know um MOOCs, uh, these these massive open uh, online mm-hmm. courses um and um have been quite close to uh, to some of the entrepreneurs working on those platforms and you know the the most difficult thing with with those platforms is that of course um you know the 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 yeah the the amount of people tri- trialing these platforms and 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 starting the courses uh you know is is very exciting mm-hmm. but really to get people to finish those courses and and really um, yeah achieve uh, yeah some kind of meaningful credential mm-hmm. which will um really allow them to you know to to make this step in their career or 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 yeah somehow qualify for this uh this completely new job uh, of the future i mean that that really that process yeah. or that disconnect yeah. that is something that really fascinates me and where I somehow would like to um, apply my my experience. Yeah. Um, because I think that's really where where EdTech can uh, can step up its yeah. game. You know, we're good at um, yeah, we're pretty good at, uh, at at sort of kickstarting um, you know some of these developments, but but really to follow through and and get people um, and it's all about engagement um, around the product, making it a habit. Yeah. Uh, and, and
0: and on this on this because um, you have some experience in the field, I'm wondering how you see it. Some of those platforms are good for the personal personal metricses, like the person is doing the course, follow the course, maybe, but sometimes there's no behavioral change. so if someone is doing the course, yeah. but there's no behavioral change, or for example, now we talk a little bit more on the so let's say lifelong learning, adult education uh, sector that that there's oh people did the course, but then organizational or operational, there has not been that much changes because of the platforms. How, how do you see that? because if let's say if those um, platforms will be would be amazing then why are is no no everybody using youtube for example and learning everything and then a lot of problems will be solved but there's a big digital skill gap so there's still there's yeah. like a, just a platform let's take a linkedin learning for example or a coursera or whatever like uh, if that would be enough then a lot of like digital skill gap would not be in the in the companies,
1: absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, I think it it, 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 really has to do with, uh, yeah, with, with indeed, as you said, behavioral change or, or, yeah, uh, really changing, uh, changing yeah. habits. Um, how to get people to, 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 finish uh, the courses and and, st- and really stay engaged. Yeah um and 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 how to somehow create a valuable credential um yeah, that's uh, something that well something they want to strive for because it has mm-hmm. value um but that will also allow them to yeah to 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 make a meaningful meaningful step in their in their yeah. career um so they have the the intention from the outset to com- to really complete uh, the course and of course there's a lot of work to be done in order to to yeah to to um to change that system yeah. because many of the credentials are still tied to a uh, very traditional institutions um you know um and and it's, it's not a yeah it's not it's not yet a hard currency um, uh, uh, let's say a, a range of uh, course, a Coursera uh, courses that you've uh, completed is not enough to uh, to make a yeah to to, to to make a big change to your CV or or the yeah. the, the, the value yeah. of your CV. So, um, but I think if 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 um, yeah the, the credentialing aspect can be uh, can be uh, improved um that can be a huge game changer yeah. um for uh for for learning and development and um um yeah uh, of course uh there's developments in the blockchain area yeah. uh, but that of course that's still very Hope early skills um, be an interesting concept yeah. yeah i think that's very interesting as well and and very exciting and um um yeah, um, but there's there's a lot of a lot of opportunities uh yeah, still out there and a lot of work, uh, yeah, work to be done. 100%. And, and
0: and also the whole workspace will change. It's not not only jobs, sometimes you do tasks or smaller like freelance uh, and then exactly. you need to show that you have the skills and not like do the whole role the job so you need to prove that. So that would be an interesting uh, yeah. space as well where you can show.
1: Yeah, I yeah. think that's also also a big development uh, yeah. absolutely and uh um it fits also very well with the continuous learning mindset because um yeah. yeah um i mean jobs of course the jobs are are, are evolving uh you know all the Super time cool. i mean if I, if I if i look at if i look at uh, the first people i hired for skula those job titles uh, don't exist anymore. <laughs> and that's like yeah 10 12 years ago yeah yeah, yeah. and that's only only yeah 10, 10 yeah. years ago so um, imagine, uh, you know, in ten years' time, how quickly yeah, that's going to evolve. It's enormous, but that's that's why it's such a uh, maybe a nice uh, bridge
0: to to the end of the the podcast. Uh, why why we also building up the Dutch attack community? Um, uh, there's So much learning necessary, so it's an interesting to bring that community together. W- what do you want to get out of this community a little bit? Like uh, you're part of it. You're, I think, you're, yeah, definitely one of the pioneers with Skula. Um What do you what do you want to get out of the community, but also what do you wish, for example, uh, will happen in this whole community uh, in Dutch attack in the Netherlands?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think it's a very exciting community and, uh, um, you know, I, I think it'd be great if, uh, if people can, uh, can share yeah. ideas um, and, um, um, yeah, in, inspire each other as well. Uh, also support mm-hmm. each other um uh, it's uh i i yeah i, I know it's a, it's a quite uh a, quite a yeah um you know a, a, a tightly knit group also uh yeah, I, I visited a lot of tech conferences in the u.s and in asia and um yeah it's always good if if Somehow we can introduce each other, oh, uh, yeah. also uh, for Dutch et companies who are looking to move uh, abroad, etc. cetera. Trip. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a really good. Uh, Should we uh, good in, in uh, um, yeah.
0: because in your opinion, is it still a pretty young uh, com- community, or do you think like oh, we're
1: we're already, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's. I think it's uh, i mean it's 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 been going for a while but i i think as you know just before the podcast we were we were chatting about this and uh i mean when when i started it was it was still a very small uh relatively yeah. small community um and um yeah it, it, it was really uh the same the same people uh, i i i saw at most of the international conferences um from the Netherlands and um but but for example we don't have like a dedicated
0: VC who only does who's only doing ethic for example so we're pretty we're pretty uh, which you have in France and the UK there's a couple uh it's still they're also there it's only maybe uh handful um but I I I think that we still uh, it is a small community, but we are—we are—I we are, um, think at it, 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 it maybe the, the early baby uh, stage uh, stage yet for the whole sector to really say, okay, there is a real industry uh, in edtech. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's now that's that's absolutely true, and if you also look at uh, look at it more from a VC perspective, there have been limited—you uh, yeah. um, know—limited uh, exits uh, in 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 uh, in Dutch yeah. edtech. So. For VCs to also say, "Okay, uh, I'm going to move into this area," um, you know, it's 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 actually. Do you still think it will early. happen? Um, if, you um, need to a predi- if you need to make a question. prediction, when is the first? I think. I think. I th- see? yeah. I th- I think it will. I think it yeah. will happen. Um, um, and I think it should happen, um, because it's a it's a massive yeah. opportunity. Um, and, Interesting. Um, I'm
0: wondering who will do this. Who will be the first? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, I definitely know that a lot of VCs, um, you know, due to COVID, are now looking yeah. at edtech. Uh, I mean, I remember when I was fundraising for Skula, <laughs> um, You know, it was it was yeah. really tough um and a lot of vcs uh didn't understand EdTech. they they were afraid of it they they thought that you know regulation could change and that my entire business model uh, would be out the window and they they really there there were really some fears about um the dependency on um yeah on on, on yeah on, on yeah I'd... yeah somehow on the government government regulation which could, which could change, you know, um, the viability of a business yeah. overnight. That's scary. Yeah. And of course, at the end of the day, a VC is an investor who is trying to manage risk and, and, and yeah, often is managing other people's assets and, and is trying to deliver a, re- a return. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they are, they are, of course are trying to, to, yeah, there's of course a lot of risk already in, 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 in investing in a, in a startup um so any risk that i can um, yeah somehow manage they, yeah. they will do that I mean, uh, let's see what yeah. happens like it's uh it's an interesting uh, <laughs> yeah yeah but, i mean i think there are there are some really exciting companies uh um yeah, that are uh yeah that are, are there now and yeah. uh um Wonderful. yeah i think also as i men- mentioned again COVID uh will be a game changer so it could um yeah it could happen
0: uh, maybe maybe uh Next year or in two years or something would be a nice uh, target. Let's see if it happens. Is... Hey, um, we're almost like a yeah. really nice long conversation and learn a lot from your from the story. Uh, one question I always end the, the podcast is a little bit like: Who should we invite next for this podcast? Uh, someone that you want to uh, would like to see being interviewed, and what what should I ask that person? Do you do you have any names that are popping up in your uh, mind at this moment?
1: um yeah it's a really good question
0: um can be everybody or investor um, entrepreneur can also be a teacher can also be uh can also even be a european but more someone who is like oh that's an interesting person with a nice attack uh story
1: yeah um Yeah, uh, sorry. I just need to. uh, I need to think about that uh, briefly. So maybe I, uh, maybe I can let you know. And uh, and, we edit them.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. We can. uh, Yeah, you can uh, maybe invite them. uh, um, Yeah, because I. uh, No, let me. Let me. Let me have a quick think about that. No problem. No problem. Yeah. We will. We will. I will ask you later,
0: and then uh, we. I should
1: have. I should have prepared for that. No (laughs) problem.
0: It's it's, It's a um, good question. I'm wondering like, uh, if you had one person. Okay, cool. Um, um, no, I, I, uh, that's it. I don't know if I have more questions from now. But thanks, uh, André, for, for sharing your story uh, and explaining a little bit how with Skula and what you're doing now. Um, I wish you a lot of success with the upcoming years, but I think you will be successful with investments and, and, and your projects uh, because you have a lot of experience. And we are, uh, thinking in an, in the beginning of an acceleration of the of the community. Um, so uh, I hope we stay in touch, and maybe you want to be more involved with the Dutch attic uh, community that we are building up. Um, so uh, we push the whole, yeah, ecosystem forward. That um, um, would be amazing.
1: Yeah, uh, I just actually have a yeah. have an idea, as you mentioned, yeah. ecosystem. Because I think, uh, if you can invite Prince ah. some sometime, um, I think that would be a very good one because I know, uh, I mean, he's been, uh, he's been following school for, uh, yeah. for years. Um, and I know he's excited about, tech. Um, Yeah. but he's, but he's also, he's also looking very much at, uh, domains where he can really make a yeah. big impact. And I think EdTech is now at uh, at a stage where it's going to make uh, you know it's it's really about to scale. Yeah. So and I his think, wife
0: is uh, in education. I mean, it could be a right?
1: good. Yeah, exactly. So um, I've met her as well, and and she's also very excited about EdTech. So I think now would probably a good moment be a good moment for let's uh, let's uh, let's. Uh, I'm definitely Constantin.
0: going to reach out to Konstantin and uh, yeah. <laughs> interview him as well uh, from from TechLeap uh, point of view as well, like. Uh, with uh, fintech and we have uh help tech and we have all all, all kind of uh, other sectors uh yeah what's what's the plan with exactly. that tech? because i hope we want to build yeah, yeah. no i yeah.
1: know i know they're i know they're looking into it so um and, awesome. and, uh, if if you need help i can also uh, let's do that. Uh, let him know that uh that i've recommended yeah. him
0: he's now mentioned so, um, in this
1: podcast so who knows <laughs> he needs to come <laughs> hey thank
0: you uh, André, thank you for your time uh beautiful uh, to to
1: to share all your stories and um uh,
0: yeah uh, i hope to see you soon yeah
1: yeah it was uh, my pleasure I really enjoyed it and um yeah absolutely uh, let's uh let's uh, speak uh, speak Perfect. again soon thank you very
0: much